Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning. <laughs> Why do I almost say afternoon? I don't know. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Friday. Uh, wow. Welcome <laughs> to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. It's uh, Friday, February 25th. Feels like minus 19 out there, but it's going to be a high of zero. Is it seriously going to increase 19 degrees in the next little while? Yeah. Well, it feels like minus 19. I think it's technically a little bit warmer. So you're than exaggerating. Minus 16 to zero. Okay. Uh, we're broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning, Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. You can join in live. Um, you know, feel free to listen to the recorded version on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. But I recommend joining in live every morning at 6 a.m., asking questions, Absolutely. join the conversation, and also, you know, um, the opportunity to win prizes. Is there something wrong with your coffee? Yeah, it tastes like butt. Well, I haven't Not, tasted mine I yet. I know that what butt tastes Should like. Should we take a long commercial break and go redo our coffees? <laughs> I'm so in trouble. I was trying to make a latte this morning and my milk frother wasn't working. So I made a, a butt coffee and it doesn't taste good. Wow. Hashtag butt coffee. How's everybody else's coffee tasting this morning? <laughs> Mine's okay. Good. Why just okay? I made yours the same. I make it every day. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, we got a bunch of different stuff going on, a bunch of different things. I almost said, but, uh, a bunch of different, uh, things that I want to talk about. And then uh, a pretty cool topic for today. Uh, very exciting topic. Very super exciting. Oh yes. Um, as, uh, as Lindsay called Tell it us uh, more. earlier, the wonderful life of pets. <laughs> She's very excited for the show today. Um, <laughs> was that a personal message? I don't remember saying that in the comments. Yeah, that was okay. A, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be talking about pets today. Um, I think it's important. Yeah, heck yeah. It's a good thing to know how to navigate for sure because it's a tricky one to navigate. There's uh, special wording and different considerations and stuff. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a good thing for for new investors to learn. Oh, uh, Wayne. Um, okay, first of all, can we address Josh and his comment in the Podbean app? Yeah, I'm removing him from the chat right yeah, now. Yeah, Josh, you're out. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Sorry, you've been <laughs> cut off, buddy. Josh says all coffee tastes like butt. And I just really don't appreciate that. I feel like that's a personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also in the chat, Carlos wants to know how was your champagne last night wayne and i would like to know the same thing if we're being honest here i also feel personally attacked everybody needs to calm down <laughs> that it's you good. drank champagne without me last night uh so yes we got possession of our new flip property last night um calvin hexter our, our awesome realtor in uh, edmonton um brought some champagne and asked me to uh to uh pop the cork and have a little fun and uh, okay. and I and I partaked 
And you, you might want to like re rewind and change some of that wording. What the hell did I say? Come on, Hexter, give you some champagne, ask you to pop the cork and have a little fun. What you partook. Where did you, how did you get that from that? <laughs> how did you get Was that? Was I the only one? I don't know, but I did not. I'm like, what the hell did I say? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I apologize. Okay. So the, the cork was popped and at that point you had to drink it or dump it, right? Well, that's exactly it. The, the cork came out and I don't know how far it went. Um, so <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you kidding me right now? Oh, I don't think I could come back from this. Are you kidding me right now? This is not Gabby, by the way. This is not Gabby at all. This is Gabby with a lack of sleep and butt coffee. Okay. Wow. I'll pull it together. I'll do some deep breathing over here. We have here. a serious topic today. <laughs> so you better need you better you better pull it together, Gabby. Okay. I don't I don't I take pets very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drank some champagne. Yeah, I lost the cork. Uh, yeah, we went inside and <laughs> I can't do this. And then our contractor showed up. Okay. Spent about two hours with him. We went through the whole house. I, I literally have tears flowing down my face. This <clears throat> isn't good. I think we might need to take a break. Oh, man. Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. <laughs> I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Very excited about this new flip property. Yes. You're being very careful now. <laughs> I have to choose my words. Uh, it's it's a really nice house. Lots of people uh, sent us messages last night. Said, wow. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to have any trouble selling this house. Yeah. Um, it's in a beautiful little cul-de-sac, like. Yeah. Great curb appeal. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, um, yeah, that's getting started on. We wanted to get started today, but I guess our contractor, um, miscommunication, he can't start today. He's starting on Monday. So that sucks because you Oopsies. order. Half, half of the, the week of the bin run till. We had gone. the bin 
We had the bin show up like five minutes after we got the keys. Oh yeah, it was like before. impeccable timing. And we're like, okay, we're ready to go. He can get started first thing tomorrow morning. Had it all lined up, and then he's like, oh yeah, you weren't expecting me to start tomorrow, were you? I'm like, well, yeah, kinda. He goes, oh, I can start on Monday. I'm like, you motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> what? He is. Because he got a seven day bin rental, and then the first four days are chewed up. Well, hopefully they just good on the demo, mm-hmm. get it done. <laughs> Um, yep. So that's starting on, uh, on Monday and that should be about a two month project, about eight weeks. You saying, um, nothing, nothing crazy or structural. Um, I did a walkthrough video on Facebook last night, so you can go check that out if you want to see it. Um, but it just being an update, like it's in really great condition, mm-hmm. really great condition. Um, but of course everything needs to be pulled out. So I really hope that um, we can, well, today also our cabin retreat starts. Yes. So we are getting packed up this morning and heading out there. And I really hope that we can get our, our crap together quickly so that we have time to stop in on, on the place. Cause I haven't seen it and it's driving me crazy. You saw it once with, um, with Melissa, Melissa took you through while yeah. Calvin was in Mexico and then put an unconditional offer on it. And then the sellers wouldn't let us in to do our walkthrough before we took possession. And then you took possession the evening that I had a mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, just on on uh, Facebook, Spring commented that I should have held the mastermind from the new house. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't. Isn't it funny that that's the exact same house that we almost bought in Edmonton? Yes, we had a property under contract. Actually, that's a bit of a crazy story. How that all unfolded. Um, I, I might have talked about it maybe a year or two ago on the podcast, but a property that we were supposed to buy, we are going to renovate Burr and move into. Yeah, we were. It was going to be our house. Like, yeah, we were going to renovate it. It was the same layout, very few little differences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's that's another story for another day. But yeah, it's 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 crazy when I walked in it for the first time. I'm like, hey, wait a second, I, I recognize this house. <laughs> Um, so I knew everywhere to go and I'm going around the corner. I'm like, oh, that's there. That's, oh, that's there. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Excited about that. Gabby mentioned the cabin retreat that starts, um, tonight at five o'clock. Um, we, we, I rolled over this morning and, uh, after the alarm and, uh, I said to Gab, I'm like, yeah, this is going to suck. Isn't it? We maybe got four hours of sleep last night and then we have a very intense weekend ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to be up till probably about midnight tonight. And then uh, up early tomorrow and then midnight again on Saturday and then up early on Sunday. So uh, bear with us on Monday morning. I know for a fact we're going to be we're gonna spent, be done. Yeah. We're going to be spent. Um, but we're really looking forward to it. This mm-hmm. I love the cabinetry. Like, I, I act like, oh, no, how am I going to get through this weekend? No, I'll get through the weekend just fine. Oh, yeah. It's Monday morning that it's everything's going to come crashing. <laughs> It's the weekend. You're so fired up and energized, um, but it's Monday. This when you crash. So, um, for all of you guys that are coming, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But maybe book Monday morning off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it'll be fine. Yes, and uh, and we have another uh, retreat coming up in April. Now we've got that all uh, all booked. Um, next retreat after that's going to be April first. Uh, what else? So many announcements. Uh, hey, hey, why don't we take another uh, just a second to take a step aside? Come over here. Um, 
nobody rated and reviewed or subscribed to your <gasps> podcast yesterday. What? Yeah. Ouch. Yep. Now I'm now I'm offended. It's a slap in the face. So uh and you know what? A lot of the people that I that that listen to the show have already done it. Oh, Ryan says what? I did. Carlos says I did. Why Leo not? says I reviewed it. Okay. Now I'm here standing. Rucker did. Oh, oh yeah, Josh no, did just, a while ago. I. It takes a day to update. Mm, I found when I did. And now I feel sense. embarrassed. I feel like I'm standing here with my pants down. Yeah, you should apologize. This feels like last night all over again. You should. <laughs> you should apologize to her. I gave you a free listeners. one. I gave you a free one, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Matt did as well. It sounds like we're over a hundred for sure. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, sometimes it updates right away, but. Uh, you're right. Sometimes it takes a while to update. Thank God. But hey, if you didn't and you haven't, do us a favor and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would mean a lot to us. A real lot. Absolutely. Um, uh, Pat's. Pat's coming up here. We do have one other thing. I have an announcement that we have an announcement on Monday, coming up on Monday. Oh, okay. Very big announcement coming up on Monday. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It this is one of those kind of announcements that is going to blow your <laughs> mind. Okay, people? So you got to tune in on Monday. Yeah. You and you don't want to listen to the recorded version afterwards. Yeah, you want to be you there in the be moment. There live. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cuz if you're there live, you're going to be the first to know. Big announcement coming on Monday. <laughs> if you like real estate, in, if you like investing. Oh, you're going to want to hear this one. You're, you're not going to want to miss this one. <laughs> you're not going to want to miss this. This is one of those ones that you just, you got to be there. Okay. Monday morning. If I remember, I'm going to be so tired. I'm probably going to forget. <laughs> Let's talk about pets. Right into it. What do you want to talk about? Was there like a question or how did this, why, why, why is this topic here? Because honestly... I'm a little surprised you want to talk about pets. The scene's beneath you, Wayne. <laughs> I happen to think that pets are very important. Oh, you do? Uh, Why? Well, they're man's best friend. <laughs> Dogs, at least. Cats are, yeah. Cats are excluded from this conversation because I... Um, I don't care for cats. Um, that's a, that's a personal thing, but it's also for rentals. Rentals, cats are terrible in rentals. Just Not necessarily. Terrible, terrible. I, I don't agree. But yes, cats can be the devil. You know what? Let's split the room this morning. Let's split the room. Who's on team dogs and who's on team cats? Well, wait, wait, wait. Because I prefer who dogs. Who just hate cats? I prefer dogs, but I still like cats. So I would be team dog, but I would also like to give cats some love. <laughs> I'm with you, Robin. I'm with you on dogs. Hate cats. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? It's one thing to split the room with like you know, right side, left side on politics, but like the true way to determine what type of a person you are um, is, is I think it's determined by your love of dog or cats. 
on the app here on the piping app, James says, love kittens, can't stand cats. <laughs> <laughs> kittens are freaking adorable. Why do people own cats, but they just let them roam the neighborhood? Like what? And they'll come okay, home. Okay, so you hate cat owners. I, well, I, wow. I think I just had a breakthrough. <laughs> Wayne, we met largely, I think, because of my cute cat who used to frequent your doorstep. Your your cat did not introduce us. <laughs> I had the sweetest little black cat that used to just be ferocious unless I, I let it outside. It was not an indoor cat. It could not be contained. The condo board hated your cat. <laughs> oh yeah. I got fined. I got I got lots of I got bylaws <laughs> show up, the city. <laughs> I couldn't contain him. I actually had to ship him back back to BC to live with my mom. Yeah, he wanted nothing to do with being inside. What happened to that cat? Probably got eaten by a coyote. Very likely. The cat left and never came back. <laughs> So the cat didn't come back there the next day. The cat. Did... <laughs> did you seriously just quote Fred Penner? No, it's not Fred Penner. Is it Fred Penner? Yeah. Fred Penner. Cat came back. <laughs> Everly, who sings the cat came back? <clears throat> she's not paying attention. Nah, she's not paying attention. <laughs> wow. That was a really, really funny joke. That was like I'm I'm quite impressed. Um that's totally a joke that I would have used. Um so uh that that's why I wanted to have this discussion today is because um um <laughs> I can't I can't believe we talked about this for like how long, we're going on 4 minutes now. I can't believe wow we are killing time like pros today. Um <laughs> Kathleen asks if uh we added giggle juice to the coffee today. <laughs> we're just so, so tired. incredibly <laughs> tired uh we we haven't slept more than four hours it's got to be two weeks now well, well on the weekend no i i got up early on the weekends i couldn't sleep and i sleep in it's just it feels like we just have not oh man those that moon that moon is <laughs> well and everly was sick there for a while so those were some rough nights and yeah yeah um yeah, we just had just can't seem to get any good nights of sleep. But um, we we do like to have fun. We do like to have fun. <laughs> I know sometimes like uh, all all that everyone gets out of me is just like the serious, you know, no bullshit, you know, go kick ass and no excuses. And um, maybe I listen to a little too much Dan Dan Pena. Um, you don't know who he is. Um, Someone on the podcast is going to be like, yeah, Wayne is definitely a mild version of Dan Pena. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, I, I, it's, it's, I, I prefer, I prefer to be a goofy guy. Um, there's a, I'm either extremely goofy giggly or I'm extremely serious. There's no in between. Mm -hmm. um, not a, not a great guy to have a drink with at the, at the party. <laughs> <laughs> um small talk is very difficult for me is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, uh, but, uh, cats, um, cats, uh, well, well, why, why do people charge less for pet fees for cats than they do for dogs? Blows my mind. 
absolutely blows my mind. Don't get it. Um, <clears throat> I think in theory with cats, they're, they're lighter. So, you know, like with a big heavy dog, with a big dog, because there are different sizes of dogs. And I actually charge pet fees according to size personally. So if it was like a teeny tiny little dog, I wouldn't charge the same thing that I charge for a pit bull. I'm trying to think of a big heavy dog or a whatever. Anyways, um, when they're heavier, they do more damage on the floors. Um, they can do more damage if they end up being like chewers and that sort of thing. Okay, so I'm I'm picturing your bigger, heavier dog, and I I don't I was I was gonna start like banging my paws on the on the desk here, but I don't know how it's gonna sound to the microphone. But it's like a whack with the tail. That's the sound of a dog just whipping his tongue at the water bowl and the water splashing everywhere, and then the water dripping off of his chin or her chin. Uh, and and just walking around and the, the house and drip, 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 up. and not cleaning it up, and then you know causing stains on the floor. On and the baseboards, it's on the baseboards as well because it's yep. right up against the wall. So, and then they jump off the couch. It's like a kudunk. So, and then a cat, of course, is a, a kitty is so much more graceful and soft, and it jumps off the couch, and it, you know it can't find its legs, so it kind of falls on its back and rolls a couple times, and and everybody laughs and. Here's the thing is that with pets, there are incredible cats and there are devil cats and there are incredible dogs and there are awful dogs. I think the difference is that with cats, it's like they're just born with a personality. Like you either get Satan or you get like a sweet, loving, cuddly cat. Because they can't be trained. Exactly. With a dog, it is 100% the owner. Like you train your dog to either be good or to be a shit. Obviously, you can't train them to not be messy water drinkers. And like that's, but again, that's on the owners, the owner cleaning up after them mm -hmm. and those types of things. So I feel like um, it might be easier to verify whether a dog is a good dog or not a good dog versus whether a cat is Satan or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I like all animals. I don't, I don't mind having cats. I don't mind having dogs. The only thing for me with cats <clears throat> is that there has to be adequate space. Like I'm not going to put a cat with a litter box into a teeny tiny little basement suite that has literally nowhere to put a litter box where it's going to be like right in the, I don't know, the li main living space. Like that's not okay to me. Um, but otherwise, I'm pretty lax with animals. <clears throat> Maybe because I've had them my whole life. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but I think we painted a pretty good picture of like, um, you know, what pets do and why we why we charge pet fees. But why why are you charging pet fees? Um, there was a question here. I said. Um, how do you find the wear and tear on the vinyl plank flooring? Um, you know, what type of flooring you use is, is very important for what type of rental you have. If yeah. you're going to be a pet friendly rental, I would never have a pet with hardwood. <clears throat> you see every tiny little nail claw mark. Yeah. Yeah. We have one property that we inherited with, um, Laminate. which one no? are you talking about? 
and orchards, doesn't it have? Oh yeah, you're right. It is hardwood yeah. there. It's hardwood, and like clearly there was a pet living there. Like it's just like across the entire main floor is teeny tiny little scratch marks, like little like tick 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 tick, tick like just trotting across the that floor. That could have been a chihuahua, Everywhere. a cat. Yeah, it's it's well, yeah, it's. And there's no way of getting that out other than just replacing it or sanding it, I guess. But you're not going to sand all of them. But yeah. Um, and then carpet. Carpet, yeah. I mean, one bad cat or one bad dog, and you're going to regret that. Um, especially. Uh, it also wears down a lot quicker with a big dog carpet. Like yeah. that's where the weight of the of the animal comes into play. I really find that's is with carpet. That's a great point. Um. Yeah, it's just so much harder on it. And their little claws dig in as they're going up and down the stairs and then get their weight on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think everybody just assumes that the cats or the dogs are just going to claw the 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 carpet and tear it up. But that's not the issue. It's just the increased wear and tear. Yeah. So you have to choose the right flooring to reduce the increased wear and tear. But yes, you know, even with vinyl plank flooring, which is the most wear resistant durable, yeah. and most durable, you're still going to see scratches. It's just depending on the, the quality of your, your vinyl plank. If you're getting $1.20 from, or $1.50 from Rona, um, you know, the thin cheap stuff, then yeah, you're going to notice it. If you're getting the $3.50 stuff from a flooring or $4 stuff from a flooring store, like the good quality, thicker stuff, um, it's going to be less, going to be more durable. But let's just be honest, if it's a rental, they're still going to scratch it. Mm -hmm. They just, it might just, it might withstand abuse a little bit more than the other stuff. But all in all, you're still going to need to replace it every five to six years. Mm -hmm. Now, if you didn't have animals, pets in your rentals, you could probably get away with eight or nine years with vinyl plank. It's going to last a long time. So long as people aren't, you know, moving furniture and sliding chairs and they don't have any stops on the bottom of their, their furniture, that flooring should last a very long time. Yeah. Very long time. If they spill some coffee on the ground, no big deal. You just wipe it up. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if the dog bowl happens to tip over, not a big deal. So long as you wipe it up. Um, you're not gonna like it, compared to laminate, say for example, or carpet. You're gonna be you're gonna be dealing with replacing it a lot more often. So vinyl plank is superior for sure. That doesn't mean that it like it it it'll resist every scratch. Yeah, you know, it'll it'll still. And here's the thing with um, with pets is that I'm not concerned about the damage. <clears throat> if they damage something, if the cat scratches up a baseboard, if the dog choose a baseboard if whatever um the cat scratches at the carpet and pulls a pulls a line through it or whatever then i replace it i replace it and i charge them for it yeah i don't care about damages damages aren't an issue you damage something you pay for it right but it's the what yeah i just had a fred penner song stuck in my head okay (laughs) you brought up fred penner this morning i was just about to sing a fred penner song it's Continue. The, I wasn't going to interrupt. My consideration with pets is the additional wear and tear. And that is where you're making sure that your whatever pet fees you have are being 
utilized and distributed properly towards your property. And so what? Properly property? I'm just, I'm <laughs> so giddy this morning. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying anything. I'm just making facial expressions to Gabby and it's throwing her off. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that resonates with anybody, but damages can be fixed and charged. Yes. It's where pet fees come into play. It's like when somebody says, why do you, why do you charge pet fees? <clears throat> well, because animals trash the place. Like, no, that's not that's why not you collect pet fees. That's not a justification for it. Yeah. So shall we talk about that? Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Um, but Gabby made like a terrific point. And I think you all should write that down. Um, if a pet damages the property, it is not wear and tear. If you have pet fees, it doesn't go towards that. No, you, you're, that's damage. So you're going to go after them just as you would if they punched a hole in the door. You're going to replace it. You're going to fix it, replace it. You're going to get an invoice and a receipt, and you're going to deduct it from their, their damage deposit. Mm -hmm. or so the security deposit. Additionally, if there's not enough money in the security deposit, you go after them and you, you know, file a claim and you get a judgment and you go after them and you collect it. So it's not that big of a deal. That's why like we're not bothered by it at all. Um, the likelihood and risk is higher that there is going to be damage because you can't control a pet. Um, however, um, I we we're going to talk about why we would allow pets or should you allow pets, and then we'll determine whether the the risk is worth the reward. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to quickly go through here and just go through the comments because we did talk for a while and we giggled a lot, and I just want to make sure to see if there's any additional questions before we kind of get into it. Um, Lindsay says, "I just looked at a house where the cat used the trim for a scratching post for so long it looked like they had termite damage." Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You want to know why? Because that's, you can just, it makes the place look shitty. And they could have replaced those, that baseboard yeah. for a thousand bucks, you know, could have done that whole floor. Nope. They left it like that. That's great. Because now you can negotiate. You're, you're not negotiating a thousand dollars off. You're negotiating like five or ten thousand dollars off. Awesome. Um, uh, Jeremy, on a side note, uh, said that last night the realtor app was updated and now shows how long a property has been listed for. It even counts hours for several, for newest properties. That's awesome. Um, that's about it. Okay. So why don't we start with pet fees? Mm -hmm. Can you charge pet fees? Okay. Caveat, uh, this is for Alberta. Yes. I don't know. I don't know the other provinces. So today we're going to talk about Alberta. If you are tuning in from a separate province and you have your own rules, join in on the conversation. Call in. And I want to hear what your rules are um, so that we can compare and, and, and so that everyone has an opportunity to hear. But I don't know every single province's um, uh, bylaws. Pet fees, Gabby. Can you charge pet fees? Yes. Great. Uh and that's our show, guys. <laughs> How much can you charge? Um, within reason, whatever you want. Okay, so there's no there's no limit. Um, no, but I mean, there's a with within reason. I mean, are you're not gonna get somebody to agree to pay an outrageous fee to start? Um, they're gonna be like, "Ha, that's bullshit." No, thank you. Fair. Um, and also in the court of law or the RTDRS or wherever, you know, they're going to be like, seriously? It doesn't matter though, Gabby. 
you can charge a thousand dollars a month for pet for pet fees if it's in your lease. I'm gonna argue with you on this one. Debate, sorry. You can have whatever you want if they sign for it. You're not gonna lose because that's that's clear in the lease. You're not gonna lose to that one. Okay. I'm looking. I'm looking for my my um my RTA experts here. See if anyone's <laughs> in here. Someone can uh, back me up on this one. If you go to, yeah, if you take this to court and yeah, they're going to look at it and be like, seriously, you're charging a thousand dollars a month for pet fees. It doesn't matter. It's included. If they agree to it. If someone agrees to $3,500 a month in rent, it's not like they're not going to charge. And then the market rent's only 1500. They're not going to say, no, they're not, you're not giving that. You signed the lease. Fair enough. Um, but Robin says, are they going to pay that much? No. But I think I, I wanted to prove a point to, to, to you can charge whatever you want if mm-hmm. someone agrees to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing there's no in the act in the that RTA. says this is the most you can charge. In fact, the act speaks very, um, not much. <laughs> Sorry, little. Little. Little Thank is. <laughs> wow, that was hard. The act speaks very little on the subject of pets. Um, in general, like, and that's why so many people are confused about what they can and can't do. And that's why tenants are always like, that's against the law. You can't charge that because the act doesn't really talk about it. Yeah. So, um, this is something that is really good information for landlords when they're starting out to know right off the bat, because, um, yeah, it's just it's just not clear. So you can do as much research as you want and you'll still be like, well, I don't know. I don't know what that means. What can I do? So one of the big things that comes up, um, I know when I advertise my pet-friendly rentals, is people will see, oh, it's pet-friendly. And then they'll ask, what do you charge for pet fees? And then I tell them that I not only charge a one-time non-refundable pet fee, but I also charge monthly pet rent. And about one in every four or five people asking about my pet fees will go off on me about how that's illegal. I'm reporting you to the landlord tenant, whatever. They don't even know what the the thing is called and um, that you're going down and you're a slum Lord and you're just stealing everybody's money, double dipping. Yeah. Um, Well, so I'm going to break that into two parts because some people are referring to what they believe is that the, the, that you're charging a deposit, a yeah. one-time deposit. And, and you have to be very careful with the terminology in Alberta Yes, because uh, we, we talked about the fact that in the RTA, which is a residential tenancy act, there is not a there's there's not much. What did you say? There's 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 little. To there's be, very little. There's very not much. <laughs> there's very little said about pets and pet fees. However, there is a specific area that says that your security deposits cannot exceed one month's rent. Mm-hmm. So, if you have rent for fifteen hundred, and you have a security deposit for fifteen hundred, you cannot have a pet deposit. Right. Because now you've paid more in deposit than what your rent is. It's still considered to be a deposit cannot exceed one month's rent. Yes. So you do not call it a deposit. That's your answer right there. And what Gabby calls it is a 
fee. So it is a one-time <clears throat> non-refundable pet fee, word for word. One-time yeah. non-refundable pet fee. I'm charging you a fee. You're not. It's not a deposit. You don't get it back if your pet is lovely and doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's a fee. It's paid. It's gone. Um, we'll talk about our justifications for that and what we use it for. Um, but, and then the monthly pet Pet rent rent. is called pet rent. Yes. I, I call it monthly pet rent. Yeah. So, yeah. So the one-time non-refundable pet fee is as it stated one time and it's paid at the beginning before they take possession. (laughs) And then the monthly pet rent is paid every month with their rent. Allison calls it pet rent as well. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people look at that and they think that you're charging, you're double dipping. And, and so first things first, let's, you know, address the, the, the one-time non-refundable pet fee. Yeah. So what's that for? Um, well, that is not a deposit. That is a non, so a lot of people think that the, the tenants that you're talking to are thinking that, you know, you're charging an extra deposit, which is illegal. No, it's not. It's a one-time non-refundable. What we use that for and what we justify and explain it to our tenants is, is that that one-time fee covers the additional cleaning and sanitizing required when you move out because there is a a level of there's a level of expectation and um a standard for what these the cleanliness should be when they move out Mm -hmm. right if they move in and it's nice it's been professionally clean when they move in it's expected that it's going to be nice in the same condition when they move out so we're going to give them the same cleaning list we're going to be going through the same checklist However, we are not going to be able to see all the pet dander in the vents or and all the allergens, um, the smells from the kitty litter box. You can't charge someone for additional cleaning because of the smells, right? It's clean. Well, if it smells like a dirty litter box in there, you're going to need to do additional cleaning. You're going to need to scrub the walls, right? You can't ask someone to scrub the walls if the walls are clean. So there's a lot of additional cleaning and sanitizing that needs to be done after they move out because the next person that moves in might be deathly allergic to cats. They also might have um, allergic reactions to dander. Me personally, it's, it, it makes me itchy. Um, so if someone, your new tenant's going to be walking in there um, a, the, you know, the same day as the other person moving out or you know, a week later, whatever, um, and it smells like a... a dirty litter box and the vents are full of, you know, dander and stuff like that. And the allergens in the air, that's not very fair. So we have to do additional cleaning. Mm-hmm. We have to get a furnace cleaning and, and we have to have, a, you know, sometimes they, cleaning. they can do duct cleaning. Um, and they can add like a, a sanitizer within the ducts. Yeah. They, yeah. They put a sanitizer mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. We might the need to run an ozone generator, mm-hmm. right? We also might need to scrub the walls. Um, we might need to, do, need to do a deep clean on carpets if there's carpets mm-hmm. because there's a cat in there. So there's an addition, there's quite a bit of extra cleaning, um, required for that. And that is what the one-time non-refundable pet fee is allocated towards Yeah, is the additional cleaning. And that's what we, what we charge is 250. Yeah. We actually had, and, and some of you might be thinking, yeah, but do you actually do the additional cleaning? And sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Yes. And so just like as an example, because I ju- it, this was just a couple months ago, um, we had, um, I, I, I think it must have been, I think it was some sort of like hus- husky mix. Um, so lots of hair. Um, a great dog, didn't do any damage. But 
there was so much hair. She did an impeccable job cleaning. It was her, she was a cleaner um, as her profession and she did a really great job cleaning. But the next day when I went back, because we were doing some, um, the handyman was doing some touch-up stuff in the suite. The next day when I went back, there was hair settled everywhere because it was in the vents. So like I was in there the day before, it was clean. There was no hairs everywhere. Maybe the odd one, because as as you know, as a if you're a pet owner, like it's impossible <clears> to get them all. But when I came back, there was literally hair settled everywhere. And so in that case, I did order a duct cleaning. Hmm. Um, I didn't do the additional like sanitation and stuff because it's a pet friendly rental. We're very likely to have uh, another pet moving in. Um, but I got the furnace cleaned earlier than I would have. I think I can't remember when the next one was due. I think it might've been within the next year. Um, but I had that done because that hair is just going to be coming up all the time everywhere right? for the next person who lives there. So that is an example and, and a proper furnace and duct cleaning, not the ones that you get a group on for and they come and they go and they claim that they're the best furnace cleaners. And they give you three, they clean three vents. Yeah. <laughs> but a proper one is over a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Like they can be up depending on how big your place is and how many vents and stuff, they can be over $300. So no, no, it is our responsibility to clean the, the furnace and clean the, the ducts on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. That's just normal maintenance for owning a property. However, another, you know, thing is that if you have a you know, a husky or cats and there's there's fur everywhere, as you said, you actually need to clean the ducts more often. Yes. You need to replace the filters more often. Way, way more, more often. often. Yeah. Way more often. And I don't know if you've replaced filters lately. Um, they are not cheap on newer furnaces. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the the big thick ones. Oh my God. They're like fifty bucks a pop. So on average, a furnace filter should be about 25 bucks. You, you can get them super cheap depending on the. But I mean, if they're super cheap, you're going to be replacing it more often. Uh, our, our furnace tech says the cheaper ones are actually better. The expensive ones are too tightly knit and it, it's really hard for air to get through. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, Makes regardless, let's say, 20, let's say 25 <laughs> bucks and, and with a pet like that, you should be replacing it every three months during your quarterly inspections, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most people do it every six months. Some people do it every year. You're silly because you're just, you're making your furnace work harder. It's going to last. Yep. The uh, furnace is going to crap out on you and you're going to be like, what happened? Why did that switch go? Why did that motor go? Because your filters clogged up. Because you didn't change by, your filters. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to do extra cleaning. Um, and then also obviously um, cleaning of the ducts and then obviously extra filters. So, you know, just right there, the fact that instead of you normally doing your filter changes at six months, now you got to do it every three months. You just increased your filter um, costs by 50 bucks for that year, yeah. assuming it's a $25 filter, right? You also need to do an, an additional um, furnace cleaning at the end of the tenancy, which is 250 to $300 right there. So actually the $250 that we charge doesn't even cover that. Right. Not to mention the fact that we have to do additional cleaning to get rid of the smells because the next person that moves in there, they want to, they want it to, to smell like a, if they don't have pets, they're going to smell it. Right. Yeah. Um, they're definitely going to smell it if they don't have pets. And here's the thing is that like, okay, so Wayne and I actually invested in and bought an ozone generator um, several years back yeah. and we use it. We, we plop it into suites whenever we need to. If it's like, if you can walk in there and you're like, God, like you can definitely, there's a smell here. Um, we'll pop it in, in between tenancies and kill all those odors. 
And so you think like, oh, well, we own the ozone generator. So, you know, we're not paying anybody to go to go in and do that. You have to drive. You need to stop your day, take time out of your day to drive wherever it is, half an hour away. Yeah. Put the ozone generator in, turn it on for what, it, four hours, leave, come back, turn it off, or maybe turn it on again in a different area of the, of the house and do that. That's your time. And you need to remember that, you know, like when you're spending, even if, if you're the one doing the cleaning, if you decide not to hire somebody out, those that's your time and you should be compensated for it. Yeah, absolutely. This is a business. If yeah. you, if you haven't heard yeah. before <laughs> investing in real estate, your rental properties, that's a business. Yeah. This isn't a cash grab. I mean, this is, there's, there's a lot of thought that goes into this as to why we allocate the funds towards this because we've experienced it and we don't want this to come out of our expenses. Sorry, we don't want this coming out of our cash flow. Yeah, it shouldn't. And you can't justify those charges to someone at the end of a tenancy because the vents are dirty, the ducts are dirty. Then you know that's your responsibility to clean the ducts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if it stinks in there, that's well, I don't think it stinks. So how do you? You can't you can't take money out of the, their security deposit to cover those things. So that's why we put um, fees in place to make sure that we can cover it. And then it doesn't come out of our cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos is uh, heading to work here. He says, have a great and successful weekend at the cabin retreat. Thank you, Carlos. Bye, Carlos. Have a great weekend. Um, uh, Leo says, uh, not to mention that you bought the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So we bought the equipment, but we can't charge them for the use of it. So that's why we charge a fee, which again is allocated towards that. Mm-hmm. So that's what the the one time. Um, Non-refundable pet fee. Yes, is is towards, you know, we'd love to explain to the to the tenants exactly why it is that it's there and what it's used for. Do they understand? Do they find it acceptable? Sometimes. Um, I think more and more people are getting used to pet fees because I, th- I think a big part of it is that I think um, landlords are starting to be more uh, cohesive about what they're charging. It's becoming more common that there's um, a a pet fee as well as pet rent, or at least that there's pet rent. Like people are getting more used to the numbers. Yeah. People are usually charging about the same, I find. So there's not huge variances like there used to be. I feel like now that we're more connected with, um, you know, social media and all the different investing groups and all those types of things that there's, you know, a lot of the similar advice being given out about how people do things. And therefore more people are adapting to the same um, terms of, of how they handle pets. So I feel well, like they're, I, they're going, they're check, you know, they're checking out five different rentals and they're all being told very similar things. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, the different kind of groups and stuff, because that's what I was going to actually bring up was that um, I want to give a shout out to the Alberta landlord community, mm-hmm. um, which is a, new, a Facebook group that started, I want to say two or three years ago. Um, but up until then, I, I love, I love praising them because I admire them a lot for doing this. Um, up until they started that group, landlords, not investors, landlords and tenants, the only way they communicated with each other was through rental listing Facebook pages. And those places were, oh, oh, poisonous. They were toxic. Someone would bring up a thing like, Hey, my tenant did this. And it would just, well, it's, it's the internet. You know what I mean? There's. Every, there's a million people defending that person saying tenants are assholes and they don't give a shit. And then the tenants are like, we need a place to live. And it's just, it, it's, it's like, 
uh, just picketing, you know, like signs and and pitchforks on each side and, and they hate each other and that's not effective. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they created an Alberta landlord community where only the landlords, um, from Alberta can, um, um, network and they do weekly trainings and Gabby's right now that there's a community for that. And I, whether you're a sophisticated real estate investor that does property management, or if you have one rental property on your one bedroom apartment, um, everybody can go there and they can ask questions and they're getting the right answers. And and kudo- if people are posting incorrect answers, it's being <clears throat> moderated and corrected. Trish Frazier, Chris Noble, Mackenzie Wilson, they're doing an amazing job over there because they yeah. moderate it. Yeah. And if it is incorrect or fake uh, information or wrong information, they, they'll actually They'll yeah. delete it. Um, and I'm 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 a hu- I'm a huge pain in the ass in that group because anytime I see someone offering a response or their opinion, I quickly call them out. I'm like, can you please reference where in the residential tenancy act it says that? Well, I just know because of the no 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 no. We're not looking for your opinion. We're looking for answers here. And because of the fact that they moderate it so well, yeah, and they delete those comments unless they've been verified. Um, a lot more landlords are actually starting to run their business yeah. or their, 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 their rentals like a business, which is great Yeah. because, um, I'm tired of seeing tenants getting screwed over by landlords who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's, it's good. And because of that, now tenants are becoming more aware that just it's, it's normal that if you have a pet and you are a tenant, you're going to be renting something, you're going to be paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because guess what? It, it, there's extra sanitizing that's involved. There's extra duck cleaning that's involved, right? And I want to get on the uh, the monthly pet rent now. Yes. Because I, I see I saw a couple questions about that before. Yeah. Um, so I just one second here. I can't remember if we stated what an appropriate charge for a one-time non-refundable pet fee is. Well, it's your opinion, but uh, we do two fifty, and that seems to be the average. The average seems to be one fifty to two fifty. That's okay. what people charge, um, and also. I'm flexible with it. If I'm like, oh my God, that was the best viewing ever. I need to get these people. I might incentivize and say, uh, I'll drop. If they're like looking at other places still, yeah. I might incentivize them and say that I'll drop it to 150 or, or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's that's just that's just good. And it's just a good incentive just to get to close someone, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're losing a hundred bucks, but it's yeah. a, it's way easier than dropping the rent by a hundred bucks a month because over then the period of a year, you're going to lose 1200. So yeah. she's just being smart. We're like, okay, how can I get, how can I close this person? Um, and just focus on the things that they're focusing on. Right. Yeah. That's just good negotiating. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So month, monthly pet rent. Completely separate from the one-time non-refundable yes. pet fee. And you can call it a monthly pet fee as well, couldn't you? Fee? Yeah. <clears throat> Some people call it a monthly pet fee, and then they also have a one-time non-refundable pet fee. Well, if you do it that way, someone's going to be like, eh, why are you That's charging two different fee- fees? Okay, well, then um, we'll just call it two separate things so that there's no confusion. Yeah. Uh, so monthly pet rent is added on to the amount of rent and is charged monthly. Um, what is that used for, Wayne? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I started, I was reading comments. Oh, okay. I, I was hardly listening to you. I thought you were going to cover this for the next three minutes. So okay, you caught okay. me off guard. But uh, pet- I was just trying to have a conversation. Oh, 
Um, I, when I'm done talking, I try and be productive and, and cause I am, I'm also, um, producing the show. Um, but go ahead. Okay. So monthly pet rent first, I'll start with kind of what we charge and then I will talk about how we allocate it. So monthly pet rent, um, I pretty standard, um, charge 50 for a dog, 25 for a cat. So if somebody were just to say, what do you charge for pet rent? 50 for a dog, 25 for a cat. That's before I know anything about their animals, how many, yeah. what they are, who they are. Um, there's going to be people who'll be like, what about bunnies? What about snakes? What about fish tanks? And those are just all separate conversations. Yeah. So this is cats and dogs, your typical house pets. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I will likely charge less for um, a small dog than I will for a big dog. Um, because keep in mind, I am charging based on the amount of wear and tear I think that they're going to have on the property, yeah. not on, oh, but small dogs are yappier or this and that, like these no. fees have nothing to do with that. This is about wear and tear right now. Yeah. This is what you're charging the fees for. It's for the additional wear and tear on your property. I get that through your head. Yes. Pet yes. fees are for, our pet rent is for additional wear and tear on your property. No pet rent is for the additional pain in the ass that that little chihuahua <laughs> is. If I have to deal with that chihuahua and someone else is complaining downstairs and I have increased emails, I'm going to get paid for that pain in my ass. I'm being sarcastic. And you guys, pet rent isn't for damage caused by the pets. That's what your deposit is for. Yes. No. Mm, kind of. Okay. Gray Secu area there. Security deposit. Yes. Oh, security yes. deposit. Okay, so we have to, we're, we're because your secure is going to be taken off of the security deposit, and you're going to go after deposit, them. Not your one-time fee. Your security yeah. deposit. So damage I is damage. Damage is handled by your security deposit, and if your security deposit doesn't co cover the damage and the old rents and the cleaning that was required, then you go after them. Yes. This pet rent is not for damages. It's for again. I will say it is for additional wear and tear on your property. Yeah, so that doesn't necessarily mean that like they they damaged a baseboard and um, you know it, now you use that money towards replacing that baseboard. Ga that's damage, as Gabby said. You replace the baseboard, you have a receipt, you remove it from their security deposit. Increased wear and tear is it, what what the pet rent is is it's an allocation towards the increased wear and tear over time. Every material within your rental property has a um, lifespan. A lifespan, a life expectancy. So we talked about carpet before. Carpet might normally be five years, say, for example. If you have dogs in that rental, you might have to replace it in three years. Okay. We're just throwing out random. Okay, just, yeah. just rough numbers. Maybe say six years and four years, whatever. Um, because that dog, those dogs, the last four tenants, because you had four tenants move in, one-year leases, they didn't do any damages to the carpet. However... Because of the fact that they were running around chasing balls and chasing each other um, and, you know, kadunk, kadunk and, and laying in the middle of that. They have that one corner in the room where they lay, you know, in the sunlight every day. And then they actually put like an indentation or an imprint in that carpet there because it's cheap carpet. You know what I mean? Like you're going to see that over time. You're going to see the discoloration um, because it's just they do they they don't wipe their their feet when they come in. They don't wear shoes outside. No, they go outside, they pee, they track in snow, Some right? Do. <laughs> well, you, they, maybe you do wipe their feet, but I mean, they still have moisture underneath it, right? Yeah. So like you're not washing their feet every night, mm -hmm. like you shower every morning, right? So it's just that they're dirtier people. 
Um, they're like dirty house guests, okay? And they lay on the floor, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> what are these things? So it, what it does, like that means that you're going to have to replace your flooring more often. Yeah. Right? Now, when you're budgeting, when you're looking at your investment property as, as, an, as a business, you know, over time, you're allocating money from your cash flow towards repairs and maintenance, okay? So you normally take 1%, 2%, 4%, whatever it is, depending on your rental, depending on how you calculate it. Every month, you're taking a percentage out for vacancies. And you're also taking a percentage of your cash flow out for repairs and maintenance. That repairs and maintenance is going into the reserve. That is an allocation towards the things that you're going to need to repair over the next 20 years or 10 years. Your furnace, your roof, your flooring, repainting, baseboards, toilet repairs, you know, random stuff like that. You should be doing a calculation on how much should be in your reserve and how much, just like a condo board does with a reserve fund study. You should be doing um, your own reserve fund study on what needs to be replaced over the next 10 years and making sure that you have money in your reserve to cover that. Okay. Your repairs and maintenance that you pull from your cash flow should be very similar to like condo fees. It's adding to the reserve to cover the things over time. Now, if you allow pets, you're going to have to increase your repairs and maintenance deduction, which is not fair. If you're going to allow pets, why is your, why do you need to allocate money towards that? No, if they want to stay there, then they're going to cover that. So that's what the, the pet rent goes towards. That is an allocation towards the increased replacement of your materials and your, and your investment property. So Wayne, pet rent isn't just like additional cash flow? No. I mean, it can be if you want to. If you want to spend it, spend it. You can spend your repairs and maintenance. Oh, yeah. You can do well. whatever you want with it. You can spend it. all your cash flow. But when, when you're it, not a smart business, it's like when you need to rep replace your flooring, it's coming off your credit card. You're like, I hate rentals. I had to, I just spent $6,000 replacing my furnace. I hate rental properties. Well, why didn't you put money aside for it, you dumbo? So you got to treat it like a business. So um, if you're allowing pets, then you would have to increase your deductions uh, out of your cash flow for repairs and maintenance, which I think is silly. If you're going to allow pets, then the person who's renting, if, if it's an increased replacement cost, then they should be covering that. So charge them a, a rent for it or a fee for it every month and add it into your, your repairs and maintenance reserve. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, it's as simple as that. We're, Gabby said it earlier, you're going to start to notice it's all a business. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. And if someone's not okay with that, then they can go rent somewhere else. Yeah. I think the two really important things here that we've <clears throat> talked about is uh, number one, um, well, how, how the different fees are allocated. So, you know, if you are charging both the one-time non-refundable pet fee as well as monthly pet rent, understanding what they're allocated for and why they're in place in the first place will help you educate tenants when they question you about yes. it. Um, and also, I think one of the big things is just realizing when people are like, I don't know how much to charge for pet rent and should I allow pets? Are they going to damage the place? Blah, blah, blah. You really need to get it through your head. The And I've, I, I think I said it like six times over and over again, just to make my point, but that it is not for Damages. Damages are taken care of in your deposit. And when your deposit does not cover everything, you co you take them to the RTDRS to collect your money. Yeah. That's what damage is for. So this is the the pet rent is for the increased wear and tear. And you need to you, that needs to make sense to you. You need to have that click or else you're just 
you're not making sense of what you're doing. Yes. Um, I have a few other things I want to get through it and we're right at the one hour mark. I'm going to very, a very, very busy, <laughs> a very, together. very busy day today. Um, I wanted to point something out for perspective and I don't know if this is, is something that you can use in your, in your pitch towards a tenant when they're disputing it, or maybe this is just a really good piece of content that I'm going to have to put out next week. But if you're charging a $250 non-refundable pet fee. fee, and you're also charging $50 a month for a dog in pet rent, $50 a month over 12 months is $600 for the year. Plus your $250 is $850. I think it just needs to be... I, I would love to have a conversation just with all tenants and just this is this should be the a commonly known thing. If you choose to have a pet, a dog, and you're a renter, it's going to cost you an additional $850 a year. Mm. Okay. What does that work out to be monthly? If you divide it by 12, it's $70. So Budget it should that. be well known if you are a tenant, if you are renting and you want to own a dog, you are going to pay an extra $70 a month on average. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's ridiculous. No. If your rent is $1,700, then, then now your rent for someone with a dog is $1,770. Is that ridiculous? I don't think so. I don't. I, I, I don't think that's ridiculous Animals at all. are expensive. There's like, and people are just like, oh, I want a dog. I'm going to get a dog. And they don't put the thought into it. But like, man, grooming, doggy daycare. The dog food, the yearly vets, the um, all those things like pets are an expensive thing to own, and yeah. and pet rent is something that you have to pay if you don't own your house. I think it's an impulsive thing that people do because you can just drive over to PetSmart real fast, and see a cute puppy, see a cute puppy, and buy it. It's not like um, having a kid. Um, a lot of new couples do it when they're twenty because you know they just found a place together and they want to get a dog and they don't really think about it too too much. Um, but, uh, you're right. And, and it's so easy to do and they don't consider the fact that it's probably going to cost you a lot and all those things you mentioned. Plus, you know, for rentals, um, pet and, insurance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pet insurance. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a really good point. Ryan said, uh, but the $250 one-time non-refundable pet fee, it's just one time. So the longer they stay, the less it is. Yeah. That's a really great point. Hey, I know it's I know it's a, it's a lot of money, but at the same time, if you stay for five years, we're not charging it to you every year. It's just a one time for additional cleaning. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. We want to make sure that just as you moved in, you can see here it smells nice in here. It's clean. You know that the furnace has been cleaned. You know what I mean. You can check the ducts, pull up the vents right now. You can look; it's all nice and clean. We so we do this with all of our tenants to make sure that you have a nice, clean, sanitized suite every single time. Mm -hmm. um, in the event that you know some people just don't like dogs or maybe perhaps they can't um they can't be around um dander so yeah. um, uh, ryan just asks here yard is the yard damage out of the security deposit yes that's a, that's the damage yeah yep 100 um, i think in our um in our um pet section of our lease i believe it also states that um oh, i can't remember the wording so i don't even want to quote it but something about how that needs to be if there's any pet damage in the yard it needs to be repaired it's their responsibility to repair it but prior to move out yeah yeah uh allison says here this is all a great point and she only charges the one-time non-refundable fee however i think i should now start 
adding the monthly fee as well going forward. But she does also state below that um, she charges the non-refundable every year that the lease is renewed. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's entirely up to you, but, you know, I, I broke it down to exactly why. And that's, you know, you might have to replace flooring every four years instead of every six years. So do the mathematics on it, right? Um, if every six years there is an expense for $4,000 for new flooring, right? Let's say $4 per square foot installed for a thousand square foot unit. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to, instead of doing it every six years, you have to do it every four years now mm -hmm. over a period of tw 12 years. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh man, I'm complicating this. Uh, if you own the property for 12 years, that would mean that you would have replaced the flooring twice if there were no pets. Mm -hmm. So $8,000. Okay. If you have pets, it would have cost you $12,000. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's $4,000 with a profit over 12 years. $4,000 of your profit is out just on flooring, right? It doesn't include paint or baseboards. So you got, uh, or kitchen cabinets, you know, like not, not to say that they would scratch kitchen cabinets, but you know what I mean? It's like just right there, I think $4,000, you know, over the period of you're, you're probably going to sell that property in 12 years, right? Um, that's an extra $4,000. That's, that's how much are you making over 12 years? That's, that's significant. So yeah. make sure you charge that out to the tenants. Um, yeah. Uh, here's my last question. All this considered, should you allow pets? If you don't, you are losing out on a huge pool of potential renters. I can't remember the statistic, the percentage, but yeah. there is a large population of renters who own pets and by not being pet friendly, you have essentially, I think, screwed yourself. You're going to uh, have longer vacancies. You're going to have harder tr uh, trouble finding people. Um, I just, I, I think to me, it's a no brainer unless I have like a suite that I'm like, I can, I cannot let an animal in here. If there's, you know what I mean? Like if it's just like brand new top of the line, like carpet, car like nice, fresh carpet, all that kind of stuff. Um, or like I said earlier, where it's like a tiny little suite where you're definitely not going to put a litter box in or a shared yard amongst four different suites that you don't want a dog pooping in and having to deal with tenants not picking up their poop, mm. those types of situations, unless you have like really valid reasons to not have pets in there, I think you're screwing yourself. Yeah, the number is like 65% or 60 or 80 or it's some, it's somewhere between 60 and 80% of tenants have pets. That, I think that's what the number I remember. So you are literally eliminating 60 to 80% of your tenant's pool, mm -hmm. of, like prospect pool. Yeah. And which is going to mean that you're going to have vacancies for significantly longer. Yeah. And if at any point any of your tenants decide they want to get a dog and they ask you and you say, and you no. say no, they're going to move out at the end of the year because they want a dog or a cat. So it's just, it's what it's doing is it's affecting your, your vacancy rate. Mm -hmm. And that will cost you over time. If yeah. you have more freak, if you have people moving out more frequently or your, your suites are vacant for longer, you know, if your rent is $1,500 a month, that's $1,500 for every month that thing sits empty. That you're not getting so yeah. uh consider that um as long as you treat this like a business like like we just explained to you you literally have all the information you need 
uh, right here. You literally have, <laughs> I'll read that in a sec. All the information you need right here to make that decision to treat this like a business. So don't be afraid about a dog trashing the place. I think the likelihood is just as likely as a, as a getting a shitty tenant and having them trash the place because you don't really know until your first quarterly inspection, yeah. someone can come dress nicely um, and they can show their best self. And then, you know, next thing you know, you come in three months and there's 400 Coors Light cans all over the place and cigarette butts. You don't know. Um, same thing. You don't know about a dog. You can meet them very quickly. They can be extremely friendly. Um, you only get to meet them once and then you don't know until your quarterly inspection. So I wouldn't worry too, too much. There's not much you can really do about reducing your risk other than just trying to be a really good judge of character of people and pets when you first meet them. And, um, if you happen to have someone that is extremely messy or if you happen to have a dog, that's extremely rambunctious, you deal with it at the first quarterly inspection. That's why inspections are so important mm -hmm. to make sure that you're keeping up on it. So it doesn't go five years before you find out. Yeah. Right. And if you need to get them out, get them out. Yeah. Treat it like a business. Okay. Oh, that is my wrap it up single signal. Uh, hey guys, don't forget about our huge announcement coming on Monday morning. <laughs> you are not going to want to meet and miss this tune in Monday. It's going to be, it is going to blow your mind. <laughs> we got some, we got some new training coming. There's a little, if you, if you stay, stick around for an hour and nine minutes, we got some <laughs> new training coming. Uh, we're always trying to level it up and get it, give people as much value as possible. We do the live shows every morning. I'm trying to think about what else can I do? What, what else, what else can I add that can help you guys? So we're going to start adding in weekly live training as well. We're going to give you all the details on that. Um, we have some live events coming later this year as well. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Um, I'm trying to do whatever I can do to get you guys the information, um, education and motivation, inspiration, uh, to take action and to go get what you guys want. So we're going to keep adding more and more value and uh, we'll give you more information on Monday. We're going to go and do our cabin retreat. And for those of you that are coming this weekend, we'll see you guys in about 10 hours. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Everybody you guys. else will see you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.